Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, fellas. Um, I um, uh, shock. Um, I mean, I mean, straight shock uh, coming into it. If you listen to this every week, um, guys, I, there's, I don't. I I love the fact that we have a podcast where I don't have to do these stupid introductions and waste five minutes introducing you. All know who's on the show, okay? So, well, I, I love to just jump right into bed. All right. Um, Give me the potato chips. Give me the wine. Let's jump right into bed. All right. We, we don't have to Netflix and chill. Let's just chill. Um, but this was um, this. This to me may have been the worst. You, you two tell me if I'm going over the top. This may have been the worst game I have seen the Chiefs offense play the entire time that Andy Reid's been here. I, I mean, it's not just Mahomes error. That's clear. But so, I'm thinking, Andy, I, I can't think of, like, Alex had some games. You remember that New York trip, the Buffalo um, and the Giants at MetLife? The, the wind was 2017. The wind was blowing real hard, so we decided to throw to have Travis throw a ball yeah. through the wind. That would that. probably be the one that comes to mind that would have been up there with this. Yeah, the Chiefs did score two touchdowns in the game. Boy, outside of those drives, it was – I mean, it, it was just – but though, even those games didn't just have the comedy of errors, especially when we thought the, the most error people on the team didn't participate in the game on Sunday. Like, that was, that was, that, that was the part. There was, there was one game – I remember a Denver Bronco Monday night game that I was at in which Alex Smith – didn't I think maybe didn't throw a ball past five yards in the game in which they allowed Peyton Manning to come back. Marcus Peters had a pick six in that game. That 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 was a pretty rough offensive performance. But I think at least Jamal Charles ran the ball somewhat well that night. So it, it this this was this was bad. I mean, listen, we've had conversations about what you know our belief, and it has it has come down each week. It feels like that hey. They're going to figure this out. Mahomes, Kelsey, Reed, they will figure this out. And then we've dropped the expectations. I mean, we're not even asking you to be a top 10 offense. We're not asking you to be a top six offense, which they have been in every year that Patrick Mahomes has been the starter. We just want you to get to 20. Can you do that? Can you get to 20? Then we drop from, can you get to 20? Can you just not make as many mistakes? Like, if y'all going to make nine, can y'all make five? All right, then, then we come to this game. All right, there's no Kadarius Tony. All right, there's no Sky Moore. So the route should be correct. Like, all right, here we go. It should come down. Man, I feel like they made a mistake on every single play the first two or three drives. Like some like some sort of mental error themselves. So I just I just want to know from you all, the very beautiful Stephen Serta, the 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 father of the year, 
Brandon Kylie. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going first and last. Take it. Where, where, where are you after that? Where are you after that hell of a performance on Christmas? Where are you at after that one? Full on acceptance. Just full on acceptance. I have accepted our lot in life. Um, I went back and because I just am a glutton for punishment, apparently, I went ahead and rewatched the game on NFL Plus. Oh my God. It, it might have been worst on the second rewatch. Like they did nothing correct offensively, just the most basic stuff running the right depth on routes having offensive linemen that just get in the way, not even finish a block, just get in the way of a defensive lineman. Like everything that could go wrong did go wrong in that game, Ron. And I don't think there's enough time to fix it at this point. Like you said, just don't screw up. Just don't score. Just don't score for the Raiders while you're on offense and you win that game on Monday. Yeah, they could have handed that sucker off, right? Just handed it off, grabbed a couple of knees, handed it off, let the clock run down to – to, to one every time and snapped it and won the ball game. Ron, they didn't complete a pass after the first quarter and they won the football game. Like, it's just, it's embarrassing stuff that's happening right now. So, yeah, man, I'm full-blown acceptance. This team can't win a Super Bowl. This team can't get to a Super Bowl. This is a transition year, much like what we saw from the Patriots after 04, what we saw from the uh, the Cowboys in the 90s, what we saw from the 49ers in the 80s. All of them had a year at some point after the first four to five years of their run where things slid a little bit. And that's where the Chiefs are right now. They're lucky that they're in this godforsaken division. Otherwise, they'd be at risk of not making the playoffs. It's that bad. I'm with you. I deleted and recovered the game three or four times on my DVR um, <laughs> over the last couple of days to just let me let me, let me me take a look at, at a couple of these drives again. I, if I know Sirtis thrown in a towel. If I know you, you have hook shot at the towel in and you've quit. I didn't even have the heart listen. to listen. I, I didn't yeah, have the heart to listen year. to you and Nick Schmidt on the post-game show. Not more than three minutes. I didn't even have the heart to. I couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. Rocky wasn't there, and I'm glad he wouldn't. Oh, my God. Rocky would have been. <laughs> Rocky, 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 Rocky had to take it off. Thank thankfully. God, man. Thank God. I think he, he would have been. He would have just been totally – defeated he, and rocky would have rocky would have would have moved to canadian whiskey i believe like he did i mean he would have just he'd have lost his mind i bet he did the post game show wherever he was anyway like whatever <laughs> fam, like someone had to sit through his his 17 minutes of the post game show and he probably didn't know what to do with Kadarius tony and sky more not out there probably just full-fledged went on i can hear him now 61 snaps for nvs and not a catch 61 61. Oh, I could hear Rocky. I I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna throw a party the day that they cut MBS. Um so I'll I'll invite you guys if you have to be in town uh the I'm day that they boy. release him from the team. Um now I mean I'm just I'm just looking ahead now and I'm like, man, after a Super Bowl run last year, Kansas City NFL draft, training camp starting early because they opened the NFL season, I'm like yeah, wild card weekend loss sounds pretty nice. Like, get a head start on the offseason. Like, I, I am good with it. I have accepted it that this team is nowhere near uh, as good as we thought they were going to be. It, it's a shame, too, because I think this is the best the defense is ever going to be. And and it feels like a totally lost year where they made bets on offense. It just did not work out. So 
I've totally accepted that they are not good enough. I don't think this team that that team that played the Raiders this past week isn't good enough to beat the Cleveland Browns and certainly not good enough to beat other upper echelon teams in the AFC, like the Ravens and, and like the way the bills are playing right now. And the dolphins, like I understand they already beat the Miami dolphins, but the dolphins, the way they're playing right now are different than the Dolphins team they saw earlier in the season. Like that defense is legitimate. So I've just accepted that it is what it is. It's a lost season. It's a wasted year in Patrick Mahomes prime. And sometimes things don't work out that way in the NFL. Yeah. Well, all right. There's a few things you said there. Um, I, I want to also say this is, and we got to start doing this. It's a wasted year in this defense is prime. Like, let's start doing that. All right. Because, like no, nobody, nobody gets a, a it's a wasted year on that side of the ball. It, it, you said it, sort of. What's going to be the deal is everybody fix the wide receiving core. Everybody fix the receivers. Everybody fix the receivers. And they're probably going to overfix it because that's what the Chiefs do. But meanwhile, we know they're going to have to lose some parts on this defense. And like you said, sort of, this defense will probably never, ever be anywhere close to this good. OK, six points is not good enough for them to win games with Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback on the other side. Six, six points, not allowing a pass completed for three damn quarters. The last three quarters of the game is not good enough for them to get here. So that's who we're wasting. That, 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 that's who that's what's being wasted. All right. Not a Patrick Mahomes year because he's adding to it. And we will get to that in a second. I just I, I want to push back a bit on that, and that'll go into my thought because I see it. And listen, you as you said, this is a transition year. Like they they can't they're not capable of getting to the Super Bowl. You you have moved to the off season. It it appears sort of you're ready to start potentially doing half game half game shows. I'm gonna start, playing, I'm gonna start playing on vacations and, and then half and then half off season conversations, free agency and draft. Like I. I I hear that. I just, I think you guys clearly are probably on the correct thought process. Like, I wouldn't put any money that the Chiefs are going to have a run in the postseason. But even though I think this is the maybe the maybe the second time I can ever remember thinking that Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are one and one a the number one reasons that they lost a game. And that's how I feel. Like this is the, one of the first times I've ever watched the Chiefs since Andy Reid and Alec and I'm sorry and Patrick Mahomes have been there as the quarterback and the uh and, and the and the head coach in which I believe they were one and two the reasons why they lost the game. They weren't the only ones. The offensive line in that first quarter set the tone for the rest of the game. Uh, apparently for everybody offensively. So they had something to do with it. All right, just the, the mistakes and penalties throughout had something to do with it. Uh, the receivers not getting open consistently enough. Now, I ain't going to say they weren't getting open, but they weren't getting open consistently enough has a lot to do with it. But to me, number one and two were those guys. But the reason why I still give them, still give them, a shot at making a run in these playoffs. And I say make a run, I say get to the AFC championship game. And if they get there, you know, anything can happen. And I, I do think a little of the mystique of the Chiefs would be there. The only 
thing that I could think that could realistically make this occur. Because, yes, if the team that waltzed out there and played against the Las Vegas Raiders, they couldn't have beat the Panthers. All right. They couldn't. Hell, they couldn't. They couldn't beat Georgia. All right. I mean, that. I mean, that. So. So, I mean, that if you're going to if you're only going if you're going to give up 14 points in seven seconds, like, yeah, you're not beating a soul. All right. And, and, and can't convert first downs consistently. But them too, if Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes play to their level of capabilities, I'm not talking about everybody else because we keep put, we keep putting everything with everybody else, which they have problems with it. But if we're honest with ourselves, the Chiefs wouldn't be the Chiefs would also be the number one seed in the AFC if those two didn't have critical errors in about every game. If those two didn't have odd play calling about every game, like if we're honest with ourselves, and we can expect, I would think that those two could stop doing that. I'm, I'm not going to go expect Kadarius to. I'm not going to go expect MVS to. I'm not going to go expect Jawan Taylor to. I'm not going to go expect the rookie left tackle for the first time in Wanye Morris to. I'm not. But even with those guys effing up, they could still have beaten the Eagles if those two didn't make critical mistakes and errors. And I didn't even brought Travis into it, the other one. Those two, they would have beat Buffalo if they didn't make critical mistakes and errors also. Like they're adding to it. So if that's the thing is, if those two can play to the level of them, I still give them a chance to make a run. Yeah, but they now, can't. I don't, and that, I don't, that's just the truth. Like they, they can't, they're incapable of it. This and, you're, year. and you're and you may be right. And you may be right, BK. I was gonna say it's not likely. It is I have not I have not reached the point to believe that Patrick Mahomes cannot be great. I have not reached that point, or that Andy Reid cannot. And I I just it's just them. It's them. week 17. So, I hear yeah. no, I, I no, I hear you. And I, but it is, I, I do give Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid a different level of whatever. They would have I to just, win three straight games against uh, contenders. Like that, that's where I just, I, I actually am willing to completely write them off from the Super Bowl conversation. If you want to talk about a, can they win a playoff game? Yeah. And you're can. probably likely on that. You're because likely. they, they nearly beat Buffalo a couple of weeks ago and should have beaten Buffalo a couple of weeks ago without a boneheaded mistake. And they could and do that many again. Others, yeah, and many others throughout the Absolutely. game that allow that to, to get close. That, that could happen again. They, they could do that against Buffalo. They could do that against Miami. Could they beat one of those teams? Sure. That, yeah, they could. But can they do that back to back to back with two of those games coming on the road? I think they're completely incapable of doing that because they don't. they have shown no ability to have any sort of consistency in the second half of the season. The only thing that's been consistent about them is their inability to put together any sort of offense. So I I am, I'm just completely out on it from that perspective. And Ron, I I do think some people will say, Ron, you're coming at this a little strong. I think people aren't coming at it strong enough on Andy Reid specifically. I think Andy has shown a complete inability to find answers with this team this year. Now, that's not suggesting that there should be great ones. There, I, I get that. Like Sometimes you just have a team where the offense doesn't come together the way that you want it to. But I have seen everybody from top to bottom on social media complaining about what they have at offensive coordinator this year. Guys, 
No, stop. It's not Matt yeah. Nagy's offense. Like, I agree. I, I don't think Nagy has done enough to find answers either. I think that part of the problem is that they all come up with the same answers to the same questions. And I think it helps when you get a little fresh blood, a new perspective in there. And I think that is one thing that when you look back at what Eric Bieniemy brought to the table, he didn't necessarily grow up in the Andy Reid offense. He came at it from a different perspective. And that's good. You need multiple different viewpoints. The only offense that Matt Nagy knows is the Andy Reid offense. And so they all come up with the same ideas together. So I don't think they've come up with the correct answers. I would also push back on one other thing that you said, though, Ron. You said you don't blame Juwan Taylor. Man, that dude's making $20 million a year. They brought him in to be a star right tackle. He's getting paid like one of the best in the NFL. He's been bad. Just flat out bad. He is also a huge part of the problem. When you look at the right side of that offensive line with Smith and Taylor, they've been bad. They need to be better. They were expected to be an all-pro caliber right side of the line coming into the season. They have not been that. Travis Kelsey, not good enough. Not good enough. Dropping the ball in this game, not making plays after the catch the way that you have expected in the past. Got to be better. And Patrick Mahomes is not blameless either. Patrick Mahomes missed far, far too many throws. He's rolling to his left from a clean pocket too often. I understand that he's lacking trust in everybody around him because they're not good enough right now. But you've got to find a way to overcome that. You're the best in the world for a reason. And you have to stay at your best even when stuff around you is crumbling. He's not doing that this year. He's allowing it to impact him too much. I, I want to listen because I, I do want to get to Mahomes. Um, because I think that is a, a big conversation. And the stuff that I'm hearing about it is almost makes me want to vomit. I'll be honest with you. Uh, but I'm not saying. To clarify, you're talking about from fans, right? You're not talking yeah. about like stuff on the inside. No, no, it's not stuff. Fans, I'm talking about people in our industry. The stuff that that's being said is is it's insane um, to me. Uh, but I do want to the, the Juwan Taylor. I'm not saying Juwan ain't blameless. I am saying, I I you said acceptance. <clears throat> I've got acceptance. Like I'm like I'm look over there. Juwan's probably gonna struggle. I've accept. Juwan is going to probably have a penalty or two in the game. Every one of them. Like he's, I mean, he's been pretty consistent, right? A penalty, giving up some pressures. He gave up four pressures in this game to Wanye's 13 on the other side. Like, I, like he's going to give up pressure. But what I'm saying is you got what I believe walking into the year, the best coach and the best quarterback in the game. And, and I think in the conversation, both of them as the best at their positions in league history. And what I do say to myself is, okay, hey, man, if we just didn't throw the ball to the other team so much, if we just didn't make so many critical mistakes and errors, if we didn't just say, yo, this is what we're going to run. So there is no confusion between the quarterback and the receiver. And if it ain't open, we'll punt. We'll do what it, we're going to, if, if we're going to, like, I have the expectation that those two, like, I don't have the expectation that Juwan Taylor is going to be great. I think he should. His paycheck says he should be. His paycheck said he should be better. I don't have the expectation that he's going to be great. There's, there are four people over there on that offense that I have the expectation to be great. Andy, Pat, Travis, three, not four. Andy, Pat, and Travis. They're the ones that count. So he is the fourth. 
I wanted to slap Pacheco. Pacheco, I was about to say, but I, I, but I just miscounted. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, But, but those, those three, I believe, can be great. And a part of greatness is figuring out what I got to do to not have the team implode. And part of greatness is like there, we watch Tom Brady be great and say we'll win this Super Bowl. We're scoring thirteen points. As long as I can put together one drive, one drive when I need to, and not mess it up for the team. And I, and, and that brings us to Mahomes. Like we got to get to Mahomes. And listen, I, I'm going to say this right now. I think people need to stop disrespecting Patrick Mahomes and giving him and trying to give him all of these excuses. Stop this. I'm hearing from Taylor Swift is the reason. His wife's new friendship with Taylor is the reason receivers are a hundred percent the reason tight ends are a hundred percent the reason Blake Bell didn't come down with a 50 50 ball is the reason Matt Nagy is quarterbacks coach who I don't know his name that 18 year old receivers coach the weather the offensive line all of it not it is all of it is them like I've listened to not just fans that fans are delusional I've listened to national people in our industry just leave him completely void, void of any kind of blame. I heard our guy Carrington lead his show the other day with, after that game, they, the Chiefs organization has failed Patrick Mahomes. Now, I'm not going to say that's not entirely true, but he's doing some failing himself. Like, he is a part of this. And it is not just sometimes, it's every week. And I want to come clean. I want to come clean right now, fellas, because and it took my wife to have to really have this conversation with me. And she said, you know, I understand what you're saying about Mahomes, but you just really sound like you are really putting 100 percent of it on him. And it feels like you're doing this because it feels like to you, everyone is just giving him the ultimate pass. And the reason and that and I think that is fair. If you have listened to this podcast week after week, I'm pretty certain Serta and BK probably think the same thing, that I have been too hard on Patrick Mahomes. Now, I've told you, he is the great one, so I have much bigger expectations on him than I do Justin Watson. Okay, so there, so, so that that's where it starts. But, man, for me, it's just we've got to acknowledge this team would also be better, not just if Kadarius Toney didn't screw up, or Sky Moore didn't screw up, or MVS didn't drop that ball against the Eagles, or didn't screw up. It's also 15. He's not played anywhere near. I've seen people try to stress that he was an, he's an MVP this year, and that his year has been, like, get the hell out of here. He's having critical mistakes every week that don't have nothing, that should not have nothing to do with him. And listen, in this game, this was the rock bottom worst. Now, every other game, I don't think he has been the number one reason. But you look at him and you think, dang, man, if he doesn't make that mistake, they beat the Eagles. If he doesn't throw that pick in the red zone, they beat the Eagles. Or they have to play it completely differently. If he doesn't throw that pick on the first drive and they're driving against the Bills, they beat the Bills. If he doesn't have three turnovers against the Broncos, what does that game look like? It's it, It's been happening. It's been happening. He's let other teams in the game even when they've won. And I just think we have got to get to a point where we got stuff. He was awful against the Raiders, and there is no other way to put it. 
he missed guys. Those guys were open out there. And BK, you said it. You you text amazing stuff about like, hey man, he's he's broken. He's lost. He's he's gone from it. And I'm just I I know I wasn't just seeing the same thing. It's just hard for me to think like every every time you drop back, you never throw the ball on time. Never. It seemed like after that pick six to Justin Watson, to me, he got shook in the head. And you said he doesn't trust receivers. And I, I think there's something to that, fellas. I think I think Monday against the Raiders, I think Patrick Mahomes didn't trust himself. And I don't know that that's the first time that has happened this season. I think we got to be real. It was him not trusting himself in many aspects. Now, I think other things around him maybe caused that. But that that was to me like it, it, there's no way. I mean, if you don't look at I mean, he's one of the top reasons, if not the top, that they lost this game to the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, he's directly contributing towards points for the other team. And that's that's obviously not an ideal scenario. I I put a lot of it on him. I'm, I don't think I probably go quite as far as you do, Ron, but I, I I don't think he's blameless. And I think there are some that believe that he is just this passenger on a car that is headed to nowhere. And I, I don't feel that way either. I'm somewhere in between because I, I do think that there are other contributing factors as to why it's gone wrong for him this year. Like when you look at this game, I thought this was a really, I thought this game brought everything that has been at times a problem for the Chiefs offense and just put it into the spotlight. It was like, hey, this has been a problem at some point this year. All of that, every single thing that was on that list, the 50 different things for the offense, they were all shown in this game. So it started early with the offensive line. I thought the offensive line is what cratered this game early on. They were terrible, objectively awful. And so when that happens early on, I think it got in Mahomes' head where he's saying, okay, I got to get it out quick. And so then he's making quick decisions based on what he's seeing pre-snap and he's forcing the ball into places. And in some of those scenarios, the picture changed post-snap. And so now you have him throwing somewhere, the receiver goes somewhere else and it looks awful because it's not even going to the place where the receiver ended up at. So that's happening. And then you see, okay, he's he's feeling that he's not getting pressured as much. But now the receivers aren't quite where he wants them to be. Or they're not coming open as often as he wants them to. Or the defense is showing him almost exclusively the two high shells. And they are not, tr- they are not threatened at all by any of the speed on the Chiefs offense. They're not threatened deep. They're not threatened horizontally. So they're just triggering on everything, man. The moment that the ball is thrown... They know it's going to be within five yards of the line of scrimmage. So safeties are going forward. The linebackers are ready to go against the run. Like there is nothing that concerns them about heading behind them. So they're just triggering on everything. And the Chiefs never even threw it. They never even, they never even threw one to even make, to even back anybody off. They, they thought about, I think they did end up throwing one to, uh, to Justin Watson in the game, but like it was a, a, I think that was the play where they ended up getting the OPI on uh, Travis Kelsey, if I'm not mistaken. So it it was a broken play anyways. But yeah, there was no threat of it. There was no threat at any point. So you add all of that up, and I understand to a degree why Mahomes is skittish, right? He's in his own head. He thinks he's going to get pressured when he's not. He thinks that his receiver is going to run the wrong route when they're not. Maybe this time they actually ran the right one. 
all of this is adding up and he's overthinking everything, man. And what it ends up looking like is what we saw where he's like trying to almost direct the pass to the receiver instead of putting any zip on any of his throws. That throw to the sideline, that was the pick six, zero zip on that throw whatsoever. And it's been yeah, a theme. He's trying to guide it. He's it's jumping. a theme to this season. No pressure, the, yeah. the passes that he's throwing down the field sometimes, they're like lollipops in the air instead of having any sort of a zip to it whatsoever. So you add all of it up. It's a terrible day for him. He looked bad. He's taking himself out of the pocket. He's rolling to his left when he should be going right. We know that's where he's at his most dangerous. Like it's, it's everything, man. Everything is so broken offensively right now that trying to diagnose any one thing that has gone wrong is almost an impossible task to do. The offensive line has been bad. The receivers have been bad. They're dropping things. They're not getting opened. There's no threat to go deep. There's no threat to go uh, horizontally. The tight ends aren't doing a whole lot. I don't know why Blake Bell gets on the field at all. Not good in the pat in the passing game. Not very good blocking this year. Noah Gray barely gets opportunities. Travis Kelsey is clearly slowed down. The running backs had no chance this week. Not even a fighting chance in hell with what the offensive line did. And then you've got Mahomes. So like. And the play calling is no good. They don't have any answers to any of this stuff either. It's broken. It's absolutely broken right now. Yeah, Sunday or Monday, sir, it all came together where everybody was bad. Like every, like it all came together. Everybody was bad. <laughs> like all parts. Sometimes you may get two yeah. of those parts that are at least okay or good, but everything was bad. I, I'm, I'm telling you, sir. I almost it almost sounds like LeBron's uh, Mavs uh, Mavs uh, series. The way that you're describing it, where he was, that was that was it for me. He was in his head. Now let me ask you this, sir, because I I know you'll have you you'll be able to give me your honest thought on this. Everything that I think BK is saying is correct. Is it too much? Am I doing too much? to have the expectation that he is still able to be good to great in those situations. I'm talking about like, yes. All right. The first quarter, your offensive line struggles now, like, cause this reminded me of the Raider game against Kansas city to start last year in Kansas city where Chandler Jones and Max Crosby was just getting after them early. But then after the early, they came on, they came on, and they found answers, which they don't seem to have this year, and they were able to do things. But is it, am, I, am I doing too much, sir, into thinking like, yeah, that stuff's happening. But when he gets the opportunities, because of how great he is and what I expect from him, not only do I expect that he doesn't turn the ball over for touchdowns, but I expect that when he starts to get opportunities, that he don't become skittish like Baker Mayfield that he doesn't become uh, uh, tentative yeah. and not know what I to mean, do like Davis Mills. Is that, is that not, is that asking too much for him? Because I know it's not, but it, it's, he's held to a higher standard than any other quarterback in the NFL. And, and it's because since sort he of. came into the NFL as a starter, he is the most successful quarterback in football and has played at a level far and above anything that we have ever seen from an individual player. Like, yes, he deserves blame for all of that stuff. And yes, he should still be able to take over games and, and make plays. And I think we've seen small glimpses of that this season. But at the end of the day, 
they can't overcome anything. Like they can't overcome any mistake. They can't overcome their own issues offensively. Like they can't overcome their own bad play calling this season on the offensive side of the ball. How many screens did we see against the Raiders where the Raiders knew it before they even snapped the football and just totally blew it up at the line of scrimmage. They don't have any answers. And so, yeah, Mahomes is still going to make plays every now and then he's still going to get you some wins and keep you competitive. Like, but, and and he deserves blame when he makes mistakes. Sure. And, And that's, that's also this part of the conversation where like, I really, I have a lot of gripes with like, just football analysis and everything that we do on the internet now where it's like, well, it's this guy's fault. It's this guy's fault. It's this guy's fault trying to put blame here. And it's like, man, they're just bad. Like it's just as simple as that. They're just bad offense. Like they're not a well-run offense in any way. The pieces don't work. They have a bunch of bad players on that side of the ball. So sometimes it's just as simple as that. And yes, he doesn't, he doesn't deserve to be excluded from the blame in this stuff. He's the best player in the world. So he has to carry some of these, some of these issues, but the chiefs made a lot of bets this off season and they totally failed in every way on the offensive side of the ball. Like, it doesn't always work out. And and that's that's a hard reality to come to for Chiefs fans right now because so far in the Mahomes era, they've always seemed to figure it out. And this season, they didn't figure it out. They they totally fell flat in every way on the offensive side of the ball. See, BK, this is like when you say held to a standard. See, I don't think that I don't think that Patrick is held to the great player standard. Um, because and that's the part where I'm most disappointed, where I'm looking at Pat, where I'm like, whoa. And I think Andy plays a big role into this as well. Is yeah, man. When J.R. Smith does stupid stuff, like we don't like. At the end of the day, it's like, hey, LeBron, yo, what happened? Hey, man, just because Russell Westbrook misses ten consecutive threes, we don't say. I heard somebody say, I mean, Travis Kelsey, he's getting the buck now. He's dropping passes because the other people around him are bad. No, we don't do that. Like we don't, we don't, we don't do that. And that's the part about it is, guys, their their offense makes mistakes at a rate that is unreal, from turnovers to miscommunications repeatedly between the quarterback and receivers. They legit in, against the Ra- against the Raiders. They weren't any better than the Panthers' offense, which has been the worst offense in football all season long. But we're in week seventeen. And he is tied to all of that. Like the, that can't like like that is that at some point is leadership of something, right? Like how can the how can we be at week seventeen and you and the receivers, including Travis, still aren't aren't on the same page? We would kill LeBron for something like that, which I think Patrick Mahomes should be treated on that level. We would kill, I guess, in the eighties, Wayne Gretzky. If they were if they weren't on the same level, you know hockey better than I do, BK. I'm just like it is their their offense is so bad on just mental things and mental things that involved him and turnovers. But yet the the leader of the offense somehow gets this amazing pass, which I just it it, it just blows it away. I'm not saying you two don't do that, you don't do don't do it. But it is wild to me. Like, that's what I'm looking at. Your offense is bad. Your offense makes mistakes every week. You're the leader of this piece. 
I'm not going to lie to you. I'm looking over there, and now the leadership on this team. We got one of the leaders on this team firing his helmet into the, into the, into the ground. This is this is maybe the third or fourth time we've seen him lose it. Our other leader. This is now three weeks in a row. He has had something on the sideline. There was the tantrum that he threw. The, this week, Bills. I had no issues with whatsoever, though. He he was totally in the right to try to get in the to get it going with the offensive line. They, I, they were atrocious. But I, I listen, and I want to listen. I'm just saying, three in a row. He's at that against the Bills. He then went and 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 showed up Kadarius Tony, and then this week, yeah. my thing is, I'm not saying you're wrong. But did you see the reaction of the offensive linemen? They were just looking right through him. Yeah, I think that's. I think we sometimes make too much of that stuff. Like I, I don't. I think that's the only look they can make in that spot. Like there's nothing else they can do or say. I, yeah, you know? could be. Could they could it? They could miss. They could all be like, "Yeah, you're right, man. We got to." Yeah, it. maybe some their ass kicked. Or they, they could they be like, it. "They could be like, hey, man, can you pick this up too? Every one of these pockets ain't been bad." I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you that's how some people think, yeah. especially if we three weeks in a row and everybody is saying you ain't doing nothing wrong and it's all us. So yeah, I mean, to be I just, fair, I mean, like the, the the thing against the Bills was him railing against the the refs and everybody seemed to agree inside of that locker room. The thing against the Patriots was him being upset that once again, for like the third time this year, a drop by Kadarius Tony directly led to a score for the opposition. Uh, and then this week, like it was the offensive line looking as bad as I've seen them look in years, like since the 20 Super Bowl, that was the worst that I had seen them perform. So I, I don't think it was totally out of bounds. I, you know, my one that I had the biggest issue with was honestly the one after the Buffalo game. Um, the last not, two weeks I've had no issues whatsoever. I'm not even saying it's out of bounds. Out. I'm not even saying it's out of bounds. I'm just telling you this team is raveling is unraveling and, and the two leaders of the offense are the ones that are showing it the most. Yep. Like I, I'm just saying that those are like we 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 they have no up. answers. That's that's what we're seeing. They have no answers, Ron. They 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 previously, I think they genuinely believed they were going to get this fixed. I I think they absolutely thought and I think that's why the post game response they believe was they will. I don't. I don't think they believe that anymore. I don't, don't I think, think Patrick they, does. I, do. I I don't. I think they are going to every Sunday now hoping that something changes. Being pretty sure that it's just not going to happen for them. Uh, I think this was the week where that that kind of sunk in for them. Um, was they they finally came to the realization it's just not going to happen this year. I think that's why you saw the same response from both Mahomes early and Kelsey afterwards. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year 
at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right. uh, We do it every week, mostly. Um, We'll see what happens against the Cincinnati Bengals. But when the Chiefs have the ball, um, is it anything more than can y'all just not do what y'all did last week? <laughs> is, there, is, there, is there anything more? Because the Bengals last week put up 11 points against the Steelers on the road. Now, I'm not saying Jake has had some moments, but is there anything more than can y'all just not let the other team score 14 points? you talking about when the Chiefs have the ball, right? When the Chiefs um, have the ball. Like, I, what's the I think it's very simple. Though? This is the defense that you want to face when you've got a slump buster that you need to get out of. Uh, they're they're terrible. Uh, they you can make an argument they are the worst defense in the NFL. I mean, this year in every statistical category, awesome. they're bottom three to five run pass average yards per drive. You want to look at third downs. Like at, the only place they've been okay this year is in the red zone. And that's just because they're getting there so damn much that teams have scored 30 touchdowns against them, but they've gotten there almost 60 times that the rate of scoring touchdowns in the red zone is pretty low. So that that's the only thing they do well. If the Chiefs can't get anything going offensively this week, even the most optimistic of Chiefs fans can go ahead and write this. Pack it off. in. Yeah. This is the it's, week. You, you got to put up 27 plus against this defense. Oh, you said 27. And against this defense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they, they really have been that bad. Like, they're, they're, they've suffered a bunch of injuries, but they've also, like, them letting Jesse Bates walk in free agency was a huge loss. Their secondary hasn't been the same without him this season. But uh, Cam Taylor Britt's been banged up, but I, I think he returned to practice at least in a limited capacity this week. So he may be a, back and available he's probably their best corner jw Wouzier, who they got had gotten really good years out of has taken a huge step back this season they just lost dj reader so now they can't stop the run like they've given up the most tight end yards in the nfl like this deep this Bengals defense just is not the same as it has been in years past like you can absolutely beat them if you're just Kinda competent on offense, like that's how bad they've been recently. Man, Lou, Lou, Lou be having Pat's number when when Pat is great. They <laughs> don't just, have the personnel for it anymore, though. Like their personnel's bad. Now. I know we know who they're going up against, though, personnel wise, right? Ron, the other thing that I would add, it, it looks like McCall um, Hardman did get a full participation today in practice. Yeah, Pacheco didn't. It, no, but get, I can't believe I'm saying this. Getting McColl back would be huge for this team, man. They just need somebody that adds some juice to the offense. And for all of my qualms with McColl Hardman, the guy is fast and he knows how to utilize his speed, especially when you're getting him going horizontally. So if they can use him a little bit more on some of those jet sweeps or getting him into motion and threatening on the sideline, it can open up space for other guys around him. 
and that's something they have not had in the last few weeks. So getting McColl back would be huge for this offense. I, listen, I'm not going to lie. McColl's a good one. I, I was sitting there watching that game against the Raiders thinking, I know I know people don't want to be honest and admit this, but they, they missed Kadarius Tony in that game. And I think I think what you're saying yeah. with McColl. Yeah, and MBS played like 80% of the snaps. <laughs> I just, you know what? They can't be doing that. And listen, and I and you can say this. I want to say this. MVS should have had balls thrown to him. All right, I, I, I know I, you're saying he's done with that dude. Okay, but that, but but that's then 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 that to me that's that's silly. Okay, because you couldn't get anything going. All right, you can say he's done with him. I guess I guess that damn throw he threw where he was clearly open on the sideline and he banged it way behind him to get one hand on it. There's there are times up the seams. There are times like he he was open, he was open. Now, I, like like what Phil Phil Sim said after the game is, all right, man. You if you're going around going through the thing looking at, it, all right, oh he's open. Okay, I'm not going to throw it to him because I'm afraid he's going to drop it. Hill, you keep throwing it to Rasheed, who leads the team in drops with his with his nine over yeah, to MVS with this two player. That, that, that's fine. What? Yeah. Okay. What pretty effective Sunday, uh, Monday was he? All right. I'm just I'm just saying. Like at this point, you can't do. You're not doing nothing. All right. So I listen. Listen. MVS will be gone after this year, and he should be. They can completely upgrade that. But that but that dude should have had some balls thrown to him, and the one that was thrown to him, like yeah, it, it wasn't completed. And Tony Romo can kiss all of my ass. Like I, I just and I just I, I didn't mean to get here with Tony. But like we got to stop doing this. This is Daryl Johnston's done it. Now Tony Romo just just I mean, Rasheed Rice. Oh, he's got to cut back in. That, that Pat was expecting to cut back in right to the linebacker. Like yeah, come on, no, guys. that was bad. That like, was bad. Like and then and then he hit, and then he hit MVS. Oh, Tony's oh, just out there freewheeling it. Though. He, hit, he doesn't oh, he doesn't watch anything. He doesn't. Oh, care. he hit he hit uh, he hit MVS. Oh, he stopped running. When Mahomes tried to throw that pick on the sideline when he should have just thrown it away when Justin Watson was over there and he's trying not to bring another defender over there, which he ended up doing it. Nobody in the world thought Mahomes could try to throw that inbounds to catch any blank. Like, we got to stop this. I know it's just fun to blame 11, but like, I just, I just, I just want to see it. I want to, I want to see him. Can we, can we do that? Can we get a one drop minimum? How about that, Pat? If you drop it, then we're not, then we're not gonna go back to you again. All right, we're done. You get pulled off. We want to go back to you again. I just, I, I, but I do think I think they miss anyway. I miss. They think they. I think they miss the speed. You said Hardman, uh, Tony, whatever. Like we would see both of those guys when those guys come across in motion on jet sweeps or things like that. The little other stuff that they want to do to the other side of the field really works because everybody is moving. That way, if it just one second, I mean, it, it it happened multiple times against the Patriots when Kadarius Tony would just run in motion or run run behind and would open up stuff. It was the screen, the big long screen to to um to uh, to Clyde, by the way, who continues to play his ass off. The big screen to Clyde was a lot of it had to do because he came in motion like he was going to fake a reverse, and and it just took linebackers multiple steps the other way to open that all up. So they do miss that speed if they could get those dudes back. And to be honest with you, I think those two, as much as you can't stand them, some of them, as we saw it, Patrick Mahomes, especially in that game, was looking for 
a certain amount of separation before he would throw the ball. Yeah. There is no anticipating throws with him, uh, especially in that game. And those two dudes can create separation faster than really anybody else. So I, I, uh, I, I think they did need them. And you know what? And I, and I think you all want to go here. You all have mentioned it not. Um, at some point, man, them five dudes up front got to swallow something. They got to grab something, something in their in, in their loins or whatever, because they Swallowing have been. Something. Uh, I I, they, they need to grab. They need to get. They need to get <laughs> it together. They need to something. There. I mean, they have been complete butt. B u t t. I'm mm. trying to be family. They have been complete butt this year at, at, at times. Now, I don't think it was a hundred percent of the time against uh, against the Raiders, but it sure made fifteen gun shy. Yeah, and it sure they were so bad in the first quarter that he was so so concerned about it that it didn't really matter what they did the rest of the game. And that's now on tape, so other teams are going to see it. And so, like the Bengals, Trey Hendrickson, I wonder what he's going to do. Like he's going to try to do his best Max Crosby impersonation. Yeah. And the, um, that, that's, that's what you're that's where and and that's where Andy comes in. You got to help these cats. Like he's just can't. He, he he tried. He gave them chip help. Like he did what he can, and they were still that bad. And that's part of the concern. Serta, do you know? Like, do you think Trey Smith's going to play this week? I, I saw he's listed with a ankle and a knee now. Is it possible he ends up missing? Do you think? Um, I'm not sure. I think a- Andy was kind of. Just he, he doesn't ever really give you anything. Yeah. So it's it, it, it's something it to pay attention out of the game. to. Um, but I, I think that it's yeah, he was limited on Wednesday. So we're recording this a little early. So okay. we if he's at least getting a limited in, I, w- I would guess he'll probably end up playing. But it's not great that he's he's limited. I feel like he's been dealing with injuries most of this season. Um, he he has had a really underwhelming year coming off of what was a great season for him last season. Uh, that that right side is really what I would hone in on. I don't have high expectations for a rookie third round pick at left tackle. Trey Smith and Jawan Taylor should be better than this man. Absolutely. And I can live with Jawan Taylor being bad and run blocking as long as he's dominant in pass pro. And he's been bad on both sides of things. So those guys got to get it going again. This is a big week for them offensively in general because this is a bad defense. But they do have Trey Hendrickson, and he hasn't had a huge year this year, but he's been pretty good again. That's like the one guy that can concern you. Um, he, he'll get after the passer. We've seen that in previous seasons. And if their tackles are, once again, the way that they were last week, he can wreck your game. And you end up getting screwed because you let Trey Hendrickson beat you. All right, what about when the Bengals have the ball? Uh, what's your thoughts there? Jamar Chase thing, that's going to be a, a big thing to watch. I don't watch. think he's going to play. I don't think he is either. Um, uh, he, was not, he did not practice on Wednesday. Yeah. Ron, I think this is simple. It's two guys that can hurt you, and really it's just one. Just to fancy Higgins. And I know Legereus Sneed was limited in practice today. I fully anticipate that he'll probably play this weekend. And if he does, there you go. That's your way to go ahead and defend T. Higgins because Legereus Sneed takes care of business against everybody. Uh, if and when he's able to do that, the other thing you got to watch out for is uh, Chase Brown, actually. He is their best running back at this point in the season. He really helps them out in the passing game. He's creating explosives in the passing game. And I love Nick Bolton. He's one of my favorite players. That's a Mizzou guy. He is not good against the pass. I think you should see a lot more this week of 
um, Drew Tranquil because he's a guy that can help you in that regard. So those would be the two things that I would watch. Otherwise, man, this offense is just yeah. Don't don't let it out there. Yeah, yeah, and also don't let you know Trent McDuffie. Don't let Tyler Boyd kind of he can he can get swirly sometimes out of the slot. So yeah, I mean, and Tyler Boyd just had a bad year. Like he he has not been an effective player. I think it's. It's Higgins and Chase Brown, and Joe Mixon's had a couple of nice moments recently. But Chase Brown looks like he is—he's got a lot of juice. Like he could be a, a real like playmaker for them moving forward. I, I will say in this Raiders game that listen, the, the defense was really good except for the final drive. Um, hey, but, your boy Chris showed up. I was going to say, Chris, it was, it was good, good to see Chris Jones got him a sack early, created a, at least another one for Ch- Ch- uh, for Charles Amenahue. And you got to have that guy. And I think the number one thing, and I, hey, and I said this, I think it was Thanksgiving. I remember it was Thanksgiving. We did an episode going into that week. And I, I, I said, the Chiefs defense has been really good, but it is clear that their offense needs help. And they have got to start turning people over. Like that, that's the next step. It's not just like it was clear. It was clear to me at that point, And now we have really dropped. Even worse, and not just the Raider game, like other games, it, it it has dropped. They need help with short fields. They need help with turning the ball over and hell scoring like the Raiders did in this game. And listen, six points should be enough to do it. But we clearly see they need more help than that. I think they are a great defense. The thing that I think keeps them away from being potentially – one that we're looking at like, yo, we want to start pitting these guys up against other ones is that they just don't turn the ball over enough. And they've got to start doing that. That's got to be a concerted effort for them to do, which really kind of sucks because if if that's something that you potentially do, you may be leaving yourself open for certain things and, and potentially taking chances. But they that's the thing for this team. Because, listen, they're not giving up on it. In there, you know, in that locker room, they have not run out of uh, of paths that they of, of how they can get themselves to the Super Bowl. So, if the defense continues to hold people down, the next step is they got to start turning people over. Yeah, they only have two turnovers, two takeaways in their last five games defensively. That's got to improve. And some of this is like, hey, based on the way that these games are being played, the opposition isn't having to throw a ton. And when they do, they, it's not like they're taking deep shots, the more risky throws. You don't have to do that because the games are either close or they're winning. Uh, like this week against the Raiders, hey, man, pretty tough to create a turnover when all they're doing is just running up the gut every time and trying to hold on to the ball as tight as humanly possible because they knew that's the only way they were going to w- lose the game uh, after the end of the second quarter. So um, that's something that we got to keep in mind as well. The offense can help the defense create those takeaways. Unfortunately, I just don't know that the offense is truly capable of that. But um, if you are, if you get ahead, this is a team that you can create some turnovers against. But again, you got to get ahead we'll first. We'll see. All right. Uh, sort of go ahead and give me my music. The game that is sweeping the podcast nation, Arrowhead Prides Nation certified or imposter we make a statement you think that statement is certified or it is imposter you're certified right let's get you certified i'm an imposter sir i'll shoot to you first it was a rough one a real rough one on monday but 
Wanye Morris should should continue to be the starting left tackle the rest of the season. Wanye Morris, the rookie left tackle, third-round pick out of Oklahoma, should continue to be the starting left tackle the rest of the season, even when Smith is healthy. And get certified. Um, you know, it, it's a bad game, and he's a, a raw player who they were hoping to develop. But I think it's it's a tough situation to just throw him in this late in the season and then expect him to be like, oh, he's going to win in playoff matchups. But Donovan Smith wasn't winning uh, against good football teams and against bad football teams. So I would rather them get a jump start on the young player and, and hope that he can develop into an answer for them here in the near future because that's a huge question mark going into the offseason. So I would just rather see him out there because Donovan Smith's not improving your line. That's where I'm at. I would stick with him, go through the lumps. I have already written this season off as being kind of a lost cause in terms of winning anything meaningful. Uh, Go ahead and get the young guy some reps. Find out what he can do. Hey, can this guy be your starting left tackle next year? Because that might be what's tasked with him. And if the answer is no, then you got to find somebody who can. Because you got to find a way to improve this offensive line going into 2024. It can't be Donovan Smith as clearly not the answer. Um, maybe Wanya Morris can. It was bad against Max Crosby, dude. Just really bad on Monday. You got to have a better game in this one. This isn't going to get a whole lot easier. Trey Hendrickson is good, man. And he has wrecked the Chiefs game plans before in the past. And they tried to give Wanya Morris some help. It didn't matter. He didn't do well in the running game, didn't do well in the passing game. It was all bad. I. I would stick with him just because I, I don't think the alternative is significantly better. And at least there's a ceiling with one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I would have said certified easy a week ago. Um, now this last game does make this a bit dicey because it wasn't just Max Crosby. That Koontz fella was giving him hell right off the bat. And I still didn't think they helped him out enough. Um, and I, it wasn't that bad his previous two games. Like, I I was very encouraged the previous two games that he got action in. I'm going to say it's certified with you, too, because I do think, as I've said, I know some fans and some people, which I think probably are on the right track in the thinking of they're probably not capable of winning anything meaningful. I can assure you they don't believe that. And I think they're probably trying to find these answers we've talked about. And I think one answer is running the football more. And I think Wanye Morris is a better run blocker than uh, than Donovan Smith is. And they're too damn close when it comes to pass blocking uh, for where they are. And I think you just have to help him on, on certain ones. Like you run into certain guys, Trey Hendrickson may be one too. One of certain guys, but he got taken advantage of. They were hitting him with inside swims right off the bat. They were doing there were a lot of things they were doing, spin moves and stuff. I I, I want to see if this was just a bad one, a bad one, and then he comes back better the rest of the way. So yeah, I, I think it's certified because I think they're going to try to run the ball more than they should. I think he's much better at that. All right, predictions in this one. I'll kick it off. All right. Um, I just I don't have any confidence right now in terms of th- there are any teams that the Chiefs can just win. Now, listen, I, I, I think I think Monday was a truly horrific game. I don't think that's how they play, and I've been disappointed in them all year offensively. I don't think that's how they play. Uh, but I also am not coming in expecting it, like you said earlier, that they ought to get 27-plus. 
So I'm going to say in Arrowhead, 20, 20 to 13. 20 to 13, I'll go with the Chiefs. They'll clinch the division, and they'll, and they'll clinch the, the third seed. I'll go 20 to 13. I'm going to go pretty similar. I said that they should score 27 plus. I didn't say that they will score 27 plus. I want to make that very clear. I've got them winning uh, 23 to 20. I think it's crazy. They're favored by seven points in this game. I can't believe they're favored by seven against anybody right now. Um, But 23, 20, they win struggle in the red zone, but find a way to uh, score enough. Yeah. I'm going to say that they win 17 to 13, but I don't feel confident about it at all. And honestly, I would not be shocked if they get everything that the Bengals have because the Bengals are still alive for the playoffs. But at the end of the day, like I I just think the defense can give Jake Browning too many issues. But uh, I I do think that the Bengals are coming in and they're going to play like they they don't have anything to lose. So that concerns me a little bit. Would you would you have a completely different feel if they put 42 on this team? No, no. It would just be like, oh, the Bengals are a bad defense. The next two games don't matter, man. These games don't matter. I think them being in a positive place. They could drop 50 on the Chargers, and it wouldn't mean – It would mean something to me. If they get into a a positive space offensively, I think it means something going on. I will just enjoy my day on Sunday a little more if they put up 40. Like, that'd be really nice. I would enjoy that. My my 3 o'clock viewing pleasure would be better if they do that. But otherwise, like, big picture, does it change my feeling of them going up against the Bills, the Dolphins, the Browns, the Ravens? No, they'd be an underdog against every single one of those teams. I think if they scored 40 points the next two weeks, it it, it would change you a bit. I will not pick them against any of those teams. That the the bank okay. the Bengals and the yes, Chargers are two of the worst defenses in the NFL this season. Hold that, hold that right there. All right, twelve yeah. twenty-seven. You won't pick. Okay, all right. I will. Don't you? And you be honest. Uh, I trust you. I want you to be honest with your assessment. I don't. Be, I believe you. I'm nothing if not honest. Sometimes to a fault. I picked the I Bengals to beat this team in the playoffs. Man. Shout out! Uh, shout out to the Kansas Jayhawks. Nine win season, baby. Bold champ, baby. Beautiful. Go Buckeyes coming up. Uh, later Barry on. Odom. <laughs> yeah, right, baby. <laughs> Crush them, baby. No, man. Good luck with you, fellas. Go, go Tigers. We, we need a win. We need a win. You got to. Are they playing people in that game? They got Ohio State. It's yeah. got every, they've got basically everybody. It's just uh, it sounds Marvin, like Marvin, Marvin Harrison won't play, but otherwise. Uh, yeah, he stunk anyway, so. All right, we are out. Hey there, it's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, and I'm excited to announce a new element of the Arrowhead Pride experience for diehard Chiefs fans. It's our brand new newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premier. Arrowhead Pride Premier is a newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week from me. For $50, you'll get an annual subscription packed with insider coverage from yours truly and new in-depth analysis from voices around Kansas City. It's all about what I'm seeing and hearing around the team. During the season, we'll deliver a newsletter ahead of each game to get ready for Sunday and a newsletter after after each game to unpack exactly what happened. Subscribe to Arrowhead Pride Premiere today at arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe.